Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. As I continue on my journey around the world, I continue to be motivated and inspired by the many heart-centered leaders that I'm meeting. All different ages, from different backgrounds, cultures, ethnicities. And this morning, I am so excited to introduce a local heart-centered leader that I have come to know over the past year. Let me introduce you to Fabio Ferreira Bonfim. He was born and raised in Brazil, and his academic pursuits were in the field of study of hotel and restaurant management, and Fabio has also pursued a degree in this and obtained his MBA. For more than 20 years, Fabio has been working with people from many regions and countries, as well as different cultures and backgrounds. He is known as a sales and marketing heart-centered leader. He has a deep passion for understanding and really getting to know his customers and what their needs are. He has a strong track record of establishing strategic relationships and partnerships, and he is now bringing immigrant job seekers together with local employers to foster economic prosperity in Ontario, Canada. So Fabio, welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for the welcoming. for this show and uh, for the time they're going to have me here. Well, I know that you have a lot to teach us and I know that it's a passion of yours to be influential as a heart-centered leader. And I know that you love to be part of the equation of changing people's lives. So my first leadership question is, I know in 2015, you shared with me that you made the decision to relocate and move from Brazil to Canada. And can you share with the listeners that decision to do so and kind of what were your goals and your thoughts when you were thinking of making such a move? Uh, You know, immigrating uh, makes part of my whole family. Um, My family, left Italy and Portugal and went to Brazil and they established their businesses there uh, in the early 1900s. So moving around, going to other places makes part of my life. Uh, Even in Brazil, when I used to work for the companies I have worked before as a regional or national sales manager I would travel the whole country and knowing people and 
knowing places, having experience is, is something that, uh, you know, uh, amuses me a lot, not only in terms of getting to know new things, but also to experience those things. So I came here to Canada to visit family. They've been living here for 30 years. And talking to my uncle, he said, hey, you're so successful in Brazil. I bet you'll be successful here in Canada because you have what it takes. And I said, okay, what, what does it take? And he told me, work ethic, uh, be genuine and you know, work hard. So I said, okay. I've started just looking around, trying to find, you know, things that will make me like this place. And I've started having conversations with people and I've, I've started understanding the dynamics here in Canada. And compared to my country, I think we have, despite all discussions that we've been having right now in terms of, uh, the importance of lives and uh, uh, genders, uh, races, which is true, I think we have more equity here than compared to, to my country. Unfortunately, as a third world country, we have a big abyss between people with opportunity and people without opportunity. Uh, so I wanted to have a better life for my daughter. She is 17 years old. And I chose Canada. I had the opportunity to travel many times to Europe because of my, my job. Uh, the headquarter of uh, one of the companies I used to work for is in Austria. So I found that Canada has the best of Europe and the best of North America. But that was just the first impression. When I got here, what I found was if you really work hard, and if you show that you care about things you do, you're going to be successful. It's not being simplistic. It's just about making a comparison between what I had in my country to what I have here in Canada. There's, there's of course, the challenges of being a newcomer, to understand the context, uh, how things work, to get to know people, but if you work hard on this and if you try to be yourself, I think you're going to get there. So uh, that was the decision that we made, uh, my wife and I. And uh, so far, so good. I've been living here for four years. We have plenty of good experiences, a lot of friends. And uh, oh, I think that uh, we're doing great. Well, and I love the story of just the the onset of you coming to see family and the advice from your uncle, which is so encouraging and I think is is the foundation of, of being a heart-centered leader, having a strong work ethic, being genuine and, and working hard. And I don't think advice could be more simpler, yet it's not an easy feat or task for everyone. So just happy to hear about your transition to Canada and how well you've been received and the success that you've had. My next question, Fabio, is what imperfections do you feel 
contribute to your leadership? Well, it's a good question. Um, I think that uh, to be a good leader, we need to be vulnerable and not afraid of showing that you're not perfect. I think that brought me the opportunity to grow as a person and as a professional, because I was told that I'm a, a person that is not hard to have a difficult conversation. So I'm aware I am not perfect. I'm aware I commit mistakes. So the, the fact that I acknowledge this and I'm open to have conversations with people that work with me, uh, either they are my leaders or I'm leading them, I think it brought me so many opportunities to, to be a better person. And not being afraid of committing mistakes, I think is a key point for any person, regardless of your position or influence. Uh, and I've learned from someone that I used to work with that I should more and more care about people, not only on the workplace, but even trying to understand the difficulties they go through, if they, if they are open to this, right? To understand their, their challenges as a person, as a family member, as a parent, as a, a spouse. So I was asked once, hey, listen, we, we always talk about work, but you know, sometimes I wanted to have you come into my office to ask me about well, how was your weekend? Uh, how was, uh, you know, that uh, road trip that you, you had? How's your daughter? Uh, what about her school or something like this? And I was impressed because I thought I should be so professional and stick to the work discussions that I forgot that uh, we're working with people. And it, it kind of broke me down because I'm always trying to be the best one I can. But again, I acknowledge I am not perfect and I need to learn a lot. But that was a lesson that uh, resonates with me because I think that being a leader is really show interest. And interest is not just about the tasks someone is about to finish or needs to deliver. I think it's more than this because we, as human beings, we have problems, we have, we have difficulties. And sometimes someone's performance is not that good because maybe they're going through something. So of course, being respectful and giving enough space to everybody, I think you can be a good leader at uh, 
you know, making some questions and trying to understand why someone is going through something, if something is going on, right? So that was kind of uh, a thing that I learned right away because I understood that uh, to lead that person, you would be more than just following up with deadlines, tasks, giving uh, the person a why to do things and showing you know, the direction. It was about caring, really caring. And that was very important to me. Well, you started off describing that as being vulnerable and not perfect. And that was exactly my mindset when I created this podcast and named it Imperfect because I truly believe that all of our imperfections, and we all have them, lead to our leadership. And leadership is fostered by ongoing progression and not perfection. So really, really love how you kind of unfolded how that's become your equation. And being heart-centered is, is always leading with the connection with people first, which, which you've done so well. My next question, Fabio, is what challenges did you face moving to Canada? And how did your leadership skills assist you and help you succeed professionally? Well, first, I think that as someone that speaks Portuguese uh, and doesn't have English as the first language, of course, the language barrier is something that scares you a bit. Uh, although I used to work for international companies and I would have many meetings abroad, something that uh, we don't consider a lot is that it's quite different speaking English time to time and speaking English 24-7. So that was the first challenge because I am so talkative and I want to <laughs> communicate all the time. Since I was a little kid, my mom would say that I would stick to adults talking to them and they would get impressed on how much I would speak and uh, how wordy I was. And all of a sudden you come to a country that you don't master the language and then it's a challenge because you want to show what you learned, you want to show what you know, and you want to contribute to uh, whatever task you're doing. So uh, I think this process, it was uh, very challenging, but I knew what I wanted to accomplish and I chose to come to Canada. So that, that was the first thing I needed to learn. Uh, the other thing is there's a lot of differences in terms of cultural background. So again, as a Brazilian, I'm a hugging person. I sometimes, because I have my Italian roots, I speak loudly. So to understand that you need to fit into a new culture, uh, not just about those details, but some examples only. Uh, you need to be very observant. And this is something that from leadership you need to learn. You need to read uh, situations. You need to read people. So being observant is very important. 
so that you can learn from others. You don't need to commit mistakes to learn. Of course, by committing mistakes, you're going to learn, but not all the time. Uh, take advantage on some other's experience. I think it's pretty wise. And then I think that's something else that leadership uh, brings to you, that you don't need to commit mistakes to learn if they already went through some uh, challenges. You can learn from them. So being observant, uh, learning with others, I think that was key for me. Uh, but also, I think that that's something that I share with all the clients that come to me. Never forget who you are. Uh, you are an individual. You, will, you are as important as anybody else. And don't lose your essence. Um, Try to be yourself and finding ways to be yourself for me was important. And um, I think that even today, I kind of have a little uh, bit of uh, Brazilian trace on my way of being, but uh, it's not being um, a problem at all. That's the way I am. Of course, respectful, uh, mindful of uh, the way that people are, but you can't forget who you are, where you came from. I think this essence is pretty important to stick to because this is what is going to make you be uh, the professional you're going to be, the person you're going to be. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, as a newcomer, you have so much to bring to the table, you have so much to, to contribute that if you try to be someone else, you're not gonna be successful. So there's an adjustment process, but don't forget who you are. So the first thing I tell all professionals that I help uh, here in Canada is don't forget who you are. Adapt to the situation, be observant, uh, learn with others but don't forget who you are because this is what you're going to bring to the table. This is what is going to, you know, give some spark when you have a conversation with an employer, when you have a conversation with someone that is in need of some skills, they're going to see in you uh, not only what you've learned throughout your professional career, but who you are as a person. I understood that soft skills are very important here in Canada. And sometimes we're not mindful about it. Uh, how to be a good team member, uh, how to be uh, a person that delivers what you promised, how to be uh, a person of word. So those are behaviors that we need to have and you need to learn them or sometimes you need to develop or if you already have them, you need to hone them. So sticking to who you are and not losing focus on your target, I think it's pretty important. So I think those are things that I needed to use from my, my previous leadership experiences that brought me here to Canada and made me go through everything I've gone. Well, I certainly think it's great advice and I, I love that you use the word essence and 
reminding people not to transition or conform or change to accept a role, but step into their own greatness for who they are. So I really love that modality of you enhancing their soft skills because technical skills can always be trained. I think soft skills are a combination of your upbringing, your life experience, your work experience, and just love that you tie it all back into that word essence and exuding the right behavior. Really powerful, Fabio. I love that. Now, my last question is, leadership roles attract people and talent from all over the world. Do you feel that immigration along with integration makes a city thrive? And if so, I would love to hear firsthand your impression as an immigrant to London, Ontario, Canada, where we live. How do you feel that London has measured up for you as a worker and now a heart-centered leader? I think it does. I, but I, I think that there's a long way to go. Uh, there's a study that shows that after four years, close to 60% of the immigrants are working on something that is below their education. So if you think that it takes four years to close to 40% of the people get jobs in their fields here in Canada, I think there is a long way to go. Um, However, it, uh, I think it's different from one place to another, right? Uh, London nowadays has one-fifth of its entire population comprised of immigrants. Not only talking about international students that they come and go, but people living here. Uh, for the last three years, I've been working in my role, helping uh, newcomers find jobs in their fields. And I, I find interesting that once employers have the opportunity to get to know those candidates, they, they get passionate about this process because I think sometimes we just face misconceptions about uh, what being uh, a foreigner professional is, when you figure that there's so much you can bring to an organization and you can, uh, you can stand out as a professional here, I think that employers start understand that there's a lot of opportunity to bring in people from uh, different backgrounds. Uh, here in London, we have important leaders. They are not Canadian-born. So I can tell a lot of CIOs, CEOs, COOs, they are from different countries. And the, what happened was they showed who they are and what they can do for the organizations, and they were successful. Um, even during covid I find that a lot of clients of us, they were able to find jobs. 
But again, the importance of the process is, although we need to keep our essence, we need to understand the local dynamic. And the sooner the newcomer understands it and change the mindset, the better is going to be her or his path. Because again, we chose to come to Canada. So we need to understand dynamics, context. We need to understand the way things work. Uh, we're not gonna forget who we are, but we need to, I think the saying is bit by the drum. So you need to understand, you know, how the thing, uh, things flow and then you're gonna fit into. So the people that are more uh, consciousness about, you know, has the consciousness about adapting faster, they're going to get uh, less challenge than others that just, you know, I just want to be and do things that I used to do back home. And London is a pretty welcoming place. I, I see it on a committee from City of London that talks about uh, uh, diversity inclusion, not only for immigrants, but for any minority group. Uh, it's uh, an initiative from City of London, which is great. Uh, there's a uh, strategic plan for integration. Um, and there's a lot of business leaders. They are working to advocate for the cause. They are working to promote uh, the immigrants here in, in London area. So I'm pretty sure that London is doing great, better than many other places, but still there's a long way to go. I think that uh, the more awareness we have about the cultural differences and how to accommodate those cultural differences and how to be open uh, to change, the better our community is gonna be. Um, I think that is a, we live in a global economy, despite all those things that are happening with the COVID, when they're closing the borders and everything, but to thrive in this environment, you need to have different perspectives. You need to have different lens on problems. You need to learn how to tackle challenges in a different way. And when you have someone with a different background, I think you can have it. And I was listening to one of the, 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 the persons that you interviewed, and she said something that is very important. Diversity is not just about having people from different countries or ethnicities. It's having people with different ideas, different ways of thinking, and regardless of where you are from, I think you, you can have different ideas. And by having different ideas, you can contribute so much to the growth of an organization, of a team. And I, I think that London has been given space, enough room for different ideas so that the entire community can grow as a whole. So I, I, by all those initiatives from the city of London, from business leaders, for, from, from organizations here in London, I truly understand that uh, London is doing great about it. 
However, it's always important to say there's a long way to go until we find the, the right balance about uh, integration process and opportunities for everyone. Well, and I think what I, what I hear and really take away from your response to that is your relatability, especially to the role that you're involved in now with employee and mm -hmm. having the stats after four years, knowing that 60% of immigrants are, you know, engaged in a position that is less than their education. It's important that we share this type of data, that we have a baseline to work from. And having someone like you in a leadership position who's heart-centered, who can intrinsically validate them and step into their world and know exactly how they feel because you were there. And just the strategies and help and guidance you can give them, I think is wonderful. And I, I do agree with you. I think our, our city is thriving. And I love that you brought up uh, one of my previous guests and I remember that conversation. And it doesn't matter the color of your skin, your ethnicity, your race, your religion. We all bring such richness with our own intellect, our own ideas and our own experiences to the table. And, and that's what leadership is all about is fostering a team of brilliance. So really love how you unpacked that Fabio. I like to end the podcast with what I call my fab four. And these are just four fun questions, whatever sitting on the top of your mind. So here we go. Our first question is tell us what you miss the most about not living in Brazil. Oh, first my family, of course, my, my parents, they are the leaders in my life. And um, uh, there's a lot of things uh, regarding food that I just miss. I am a cook, so I'm an enthusiastic person in the kitchen. So I miss a lot of ingredients here. So food for me, it's such a good experience. It talks about the family roots and everything. So I miss this, this things, my parents and food. I, I knew food was going to be in that question. I just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a foodie. I'm a fellow foodie. So I get it. If I, my second question is, if I gave you a time capsule for 2020, and we were going to bury it for the future generation to dig it up. What would you put inside of it to really represent this year? Oh, resilience. Um, we're going through a lot of, a lot of things. Uh, my daughter came to live here with me this year. She had three weeks at school and all of a sudden COVID hit. So she needed to be very resilient to go through all the tests and everything. And she was so successful and uh, I'm very proud of her. Um, all the people I've been trying to help through this time, those that were uh, resilient and uh, they understood that despite everything we've been going through, they needed to stick to their plans. Those are the ones that got jobs throughout. 
And uh, I think this is something that we need to learn as a community. So everybody came together to follow the rules and to make the most, you know, to flatten the curve and uh, to, to, to help the entire community uh, go through this process. So we needed to be very resilient in terms of um, facing the challenges, the uncertainties and making things work. So that would be a single word that I'll put in the capsule for the future people. I, I love that and I agree with you. I think we've all learned a new level of, of resilience and, and patient and the ability to pause. My next question is, if I were to ask your friends or family to describe Fabio in one word, what word would they give me? Happy. I, I think I'd agree with that. And my last question is, if you had one wish for the world right now, what would it be? Stop this craziness about dividing people. We are humans. We are equal. There's no color of skin, uh, mother tongue, religion, everything that makes a difference. Stop this craziness. It's just insane. You know, uh, I, I believe in a high power that for me is God. And before God, everybody's equal. That's my opinion. So there's no way to differentiate people because of their color, because of their language, because of their culture. We know I've been, I've been having the pleasure. It's, that's the word, the pleasure, to work with so many people from the whole world. Any single individual, they have a spark. They have something that make them different. So we start having a conversation and all of a sudden comes a smile, comes a giggle. And it's, you know, everybody's so equal. Doesn't matter where you're from. And, and it just amazes me that people look at one another and they feel that are more important, they are different. And we're not, we're the same. We're made of flesh and and, and bones and we have bone you know blood on our veins and we suffer as person uh, we suffer uh, with uh, you know daily problems and challenges so everybody is vulnerable everybody needs help but also everybody has a talent to to share everybody has something to contribute so just stop this nonsense that's my message. Well, and it's a nice way to, to end the podcast. And I want to thank you for sharing your, your time and expertise and uh, for being a heart-centered leader. I'm, I'm grateful to spend time with you today, Fabio. Well, thanks for having me, Deb. That was a pleasure. I like to end the podcast with my list of five things that I think really help us lead a purposeful life. Follow your heart, have passion, do your best, 
know your truth, and always be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you for joining me once again on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast.